This is the Local Flex Podcast, and I am your host, Connor Flayhive. Today, I am joined by a member, Louise Locke. I wanted to kind of give a little background of why Louise is coming on. So Louise has been a member for three and a half years, correct? Yeah. Yes. Um, and I just thought she has a story that I think a lot of people will um, find really cool and possibly resonate with. So I want to bring her on. So Louise, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And I know you are an avid Local Flex podcast listener. I am. Unlike I've, my wife. I've listened to them all. Thank you so much. Um, kind of jump right into this. Where were you? So you've been here for three and a half years. Where were you before you kind of got here? Okay, so real quick, I was never the athlete. Okay. Which most people That's very think. surprising. Yes, most people think, yeah, right. Yeah. Um, I met my husband in 2003, and he's a... Big athlete. Okay. And so before our first date, I was like, I think I'm just going to run on the treadmill. <laughs> and so I kind of started working out with him. And uh, your first date was at a gym? No. I that would have been, awesome. been awesome. <laughs> um, but no, so I started and then I kind of just did cardio. Okay. And cardio was great because I'd never really worked out that much before. So yeah. it kind of kept me where I wanted to be. Yeah. Then I had two babies. Yep. And started Pilates. Okay. Which I thought was great, so that was something different. It changed my body. I loved it. And then I had my son and started boxing right after him. Awesome. And that was great, And it was, but it was more cardio. Yeah. So I just, something was missing. My body really wasn't moving and changing the way I wanted it to. Um, so all I kept reading about was strength training and, you know, you can't get really big and you're not going to bulk like a guy. Yeah. So I thought about... What can I do? And like I said, my husband's a big athlete and he's a big um, into exercises and stuff like that. So he was trying to train me. but <laughs> I can imagine how that would go. <laughs> well, I like somebody that's happy and positive, as yeah. are all of your coaches. Yeah. Jared is not. Okay. He's very much like, just do it. And I'm yeah. like, but you're not saying good job. He's like, <laughs> it's not Where's good my job. pat on the back? <laughs> totally. So um, I had to think about something different. Gotcha. And that's kind of what led you here was that you wanted to fill that gap of the strength training. I did. And so that kind of was what got you here. What has kept you here for three and a half years? I mean, is it the the strength training and like you said with the positive coaches, what? It's, it's everything. I mean, you walk in, you feel a sense of family and community and obviously I was nervous the first couple weeks I was here. Um, but each coach, besides knowing your name and besides always saying hello, no matter what they're doing in the gym, even yeah. if they're working out their own, they're positive and they know what each person needs. Gotcha. And I think even in a big, like in a big box gym, I don't think you get that same thing. Even if you have a trainer, it's kind of like their job. So check it off the list. Yeah. Um, and I've gone through some different times in my life, just in the last three and a half years, that all of you were able to help me adapt to what I needed. Got gotcha. you. That's awesome. That's a great answer. Um, and now that you've kind of been bitten by the strength bug, correct? Correct. Can you give me a little insight into that? It's addicting. I, I So I, it wasn't until I started seeing results, cliche, but in the way that my clothes fit. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started getting into lifting a little bit heavier. And then it's almost like you get this adrenaline rush of more and more and more. And then your kids look at you a certain way and then you feel a certain way when you're out and, and it just, it, your confidence and your ability to just be better 
yeah. is really there. That's awesome. So you actually got into two of my questions. You rushed it there. <laughs> I'm sorry. You screwed, you screwed me up. But so my first question is, I think, so Tyler and I talked about it on his podcast of setting performance goals. Mm-hmm. Now when I always think of when you're checking out at the grocery store and you see all those magazines and it's like losing 20 pounds in you know 14 days or... Everything's about less, less, less. You talked about more, more, more. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost like, how can I be less of this? How can I be, how can I, it's, 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 stru- it's a huge struggle, obviously, for women to think of that, of how, to, how can I become more when everything in the world is saying, how can I do less? Or how can I be less? How can I weigh less? Yes. Can you talk about setting performance goals and kind of shifting your mindset towards chasing something down rather than trying to lose X amount of pounds or whatever. Right. So I guess for me in the beginning, I did think like, I just wanted to be thin or I just really wanted to lose this amount of weight. And the more I started to train and the more I was able to do in the gym is the more I thought I don't have the goal of being 140 pounds anymore. I have the goal of building a body that's going to last. Yeah. So like you said, like everything is less, less, less. And then, like a fast amount of time, um, yeah. I feel like it's more like if your daily life is part of what you're doing, it it lasts longer. For sure. If that makes sense. No, it does. That makes perfect sense. And you having three kids, mm-hmm. especially two daughters, mm-hmm. and they're seeing you work out the way they that they that you do, and they're seeing you be positive about how you're feeling, and talking about like, just like you said with your daily life of everything that goes into it. So what you're eating, what you're thinking and what is going, cause that has so much into it of what is going, you know, the thoughts that you're having and, and kind of what you're expressing out. Sure. They're picking up everything of that. Everything. Everything. So why is that so important for them to see you as that role model and what you're doing? So uh, today, especially with social media and all that stuff, I have, two completely different daughters. I have one daughter that's super athletic build and very just like like strong. tough and yeah. strong. And then I have another daughter who is taller and more like... She, <laughs> Tyler always says she's like a, a deer trying to fit yeah. into her legs, yeah, yeah. right? So she's the one that's almost more crazy about, Mom, why aren't you having breakfast this morning? Are you, are you fasting again? <laughs> and so that type of stuff started to bother Isn't that me. crazy how they picked that up? And I, I just was having a cup of coffee. Yeah. But she made breakfast and I didn't have any. Yeah. Um, so I've got my one strong girl who eats everything and anything. And the other girl that, oh my God, mom's not eating breakfast and I don't want breakfast. Yeah. Um, so I decided probably a year ago when this started to get kind of more talked about in the house that I need to make a conscious decision to have this be a part of my everyday and show them that, okay, I don't, you know, I'm not sitting there wearing a two-piece string bikini. Yeah. But... I'm a mom of three and I like my body and I work really hard for it and I do everything to live an adaptable lifestyle as opposed to a lifestyle where you're miserable and you can't do anything and you can't go out. And So restrictive. Yeah. I read, uh, it was in a, I think it was an article of by seven years old, mm-hmm. girls have already started one diet. I wouldn't be surprised. And that's crazy to me because I have a four-year-old daughter and then a nine-month-old daughter and just kind of what Lauren and I always talk about what comes out of our mouth of even when we are trying to eat better or whatever it's always has to shed in the light of positive 
Yes. You know, we have a family friend um, who has a couple of daughters, and it's just like everything is so negative about, you know, the way that she talks about eating and, and body and kind of just like we were talking about, everything is so pushed down of saying, hey, I have to do this or I can't have that. I can't eat that. I can't have that. Or if I do that, I'm going to be, you know, 300 pounds by tomorrow. You know, so it's just like such a negative connotation. Sure. It, and for you to talk about having a healthy lifestyle overall and how everything, all those components just kind of fit together. Right. And kind of the end result. I mean, that's huge for, for a daughter. So um, that's really cool. That's another reason why I brought her on the podcast because that's a really cool statement. <laughs> all right. So I want to rewind. Three years ago. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, what, a couple months right after you started? Yeah. You were diagnosed with breast cancer. Correct. What's crazy about this and is, was, and always will be amazing is that I remember Tommy coming and telling me, and I was just like, okay, well, what do we need to do? Do we, like, after, like, the initial holy shit, Mm -hmm. it was like, do we need to pause our membership or something, you know, something like that. That's where my mind went to, like, do we need to pause our membership? And Tommy's like, no, she's, like she's training she's going right. so can you talk about that so you were going through rounds of chemo correct yes. um and maybe you missed a workout i don't know but I, it's damn near seemed like you never missed a single workout you trained hard i did three to four times a week yeah every single week correct can you talk about that mindset everything right so um i think that was another blessing and i didn't want to say that before you had your questions <laughs> give it away um for some reason it, it's, I just believe in little things that happen. And when I got here at the end of June, beginning of July, to start training with all of you, um, three months later I was, I was um, diagnosed with the breast cancer. And all I thought about was, oh my God, I don't want to be sick. Yeah. That was my first thing. I just, I don't want to lay in bed. I don't want my kids to see me sick. And so when I told Tommy that morning, I mean, he was kind of just like, oh, that sucks. And like, it was at the end of the workout. So he, he, I left, he walked away, and I got an email from him later. He's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know what to say to you, but we're going to help you no matter what if you yeah. want to keep coming in or whatever. Yeah. So the only thing that Jared said was, I don't want you to work out the day after chemo because they kept saying you need to give your body a rest. So I had 16 rounds of chemo. Um, that's, in- that's insane. It was, it was crazy, and so I lost my hair. I remember the time I had just shaved my head. And I had to come into the gym the next day, and I was like, oh, my God. And I just had my hat on, and yeah. it worked, right? Yeah. But um, the training and all of the positive energy that I would get from it even before was almost better for my treatment. My yeah. doctors would say, they're like, you need to keep working out. That's something that your body will help you to heal. Yeah. And so... Besides, it was I had treatment every Tuesday. I couldn't work out on Wednesday, so I had small group two to three times a week, and then I would throw in a, a flex class. That's incredible. It, it literally is mind-boggling. Like, really, because I think someone may get that news, and it's like everything closes. And obviously, I don't know, but everything seems to close in, and it would make sense that you would probably stop or yes. choose something a little less. Okay. So to that point, at, at that time, I was working out with a couple girls that, I mean, it was always like push and pull, oh, right? Absolutely. We were trying to really yeah. see who could do it. And I would slow down a little bit, and I could see it, and yeah. it would make me mad, so yeah. I would push even harder. If I didn't have that here, 
I probably would have stopped. Yeah. Because it, I wouldn't have gone down in my basement and worked out. I wouldn't have gone to a club and ran on the treadmill. Um, but the biggest thing for me was when they said to me, the working out helps you and you're able to heal and, and help progress yeah. the outcome. Um, I got up every morning with my kids. Yeah. I drove them to school. I have a wonderful community of family and friends Absolutely. that kept saying, you know, let us pick the kids up. Let us do this. And I didn't want any of that Yeah. because I wanted them to know that mom was still okay. And if I don't get my workout in on a normal day, it, my day's not normal. For that, it, I had to have my workouts to keep me positive, to stay positive for what's going on. And you do. You hit a black hole. You get told you're diagnosed with breast cancer and you think, I'm going to die. Yeah. And as you go through the process and everybody else is so nervous and scared and like, what can we do? You almost become the, the cheerleader yeah. and the fighter that's like, guys, we got this. That's awesome. And you're going through it. I have goosebumps right now. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is seriously awesome. So, I don't know. Like, so obviously that kind of takes the mental toughness like because you, everyone else is kind of reeling. Like I, I, I would imagine if one of my loved ones was was diagnosed with anything, mm -hmm. I would be like, a f crawl into a ball, you know, but again, if it was me, I, I feel like I would be like, all right, let's go. I, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm, because almost your, your loved ones probably feel helpless, right? That's, that's it. I mean, Jared, I cried once when I called him and told him when, once the doctor had called me and he broke down. And after he broke down because he, he's just, he wanted to fix whatever he could. Yeah, you can't. When he broke down, it's the last time I ever cried about it. Yeah. Because I wanted to make sure my family and friends were okay and didn't worry about me. Yeah. So I, I mean, it was I could control what I could control. That's amazing. Control you can control. I hope that's one of your tips. Is it? Uh, we may need okay. to have four. Now. Okay. Um, okay. So that talks about the mental toughness mm -hmm. side of it. How did you stay so positive? Because I get that where you feel like you need to just grab everyone and pull them forward because everyone's kind of reeling or or negative about it. But obviously there's good days and there's bad days. So on the bad days, how did you stay so positive? Because for those that don't know we, she is one of the most bubbly, positive people of all time. So for her to have that backstory of having that mental toughness and to tell her story like that, I think there's a lot of people that possibly don't know that. Um, and that see you today and you are just, even when there's a brutal workout and you're doing a finisher, it's like you look over and Weez is smiling. It's like crazy because of her positivity with everything that she does. So on those bad days, how did you stay positive? You know, um, so I'm always worried if somebody is mad or if I've disappointed somebody. So I'm constantly saying sorry, <laughs> uh, as you know. Wait, what, really? Did you just say that? I'm not mad. Um, but when we sat down and told my kids, so we like to joke as a family and stuff like that. So Jared sat down and, and we were all sitting at the table and he told them and they're like, Dad, that is the worst joke ever. And he's like, unfortunately, I'm not joking. And they looked at me and I said, he's not joking. And they lost it. And I remember just saying, yes, you have bad days, but you have to find something. You have to find a little thing. You have to find a passion and you have to find a way to look. I'm a glass half full. Yeah. Right? So you just have to find something that can pull you out of it. Yeah. I also have been told I compartmentalize a lot of stuff. So if I don't see it Same. or I don't think about it, I'm like, it's okay. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah, we're totally fine. Yeah. This so, is totally awesome. Um, House is burning down, but we're good. <laughs> it's okay because I have a fire extinguisher. Yeah. 
Um, I don't think I really even started having bad days um, until after everything was finished. Because then you actually get to sit back and breathe. And then you kind of realize, like, holy cow, I just went through a ton. Yeah. And that's kind of where your mind can go on days like that. But I, it's silly, but I almost didn't allow myself to have those bad days. Yeah. Because I had other things to keep me going. That's awesome. All right. That was incredible. I hope you guys all got a ton of out of that story. Now we're going to get into some other things. Okay. I'm going to throw you a couple curveballs. Oh, boy. Who's your favorite coach? Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Christmas. It's Christmas time. It is. Today is Wednesday, the eve before the Christmas Eve. It's the eve of the eve. Eve of the eve. What's your favorite? What's your favorite Christmas movie? Oh my gosh! Can I have two, like an old and a new one? No. Oh. Are you gonna say sorry? No, I will after. <laughs> All right. Yes. Give Let's me two. Finished. Give me two. Um, it's a I'm so sorry. Life. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm I'm so sorry for having two. <laughs> Did I screw everything up? Um, it's a Wonderful Life. I've never seen that movie. Okay, so here's what's funny. Neither had I until two years ago, and I'm like, I've never seen that movie. And of course, Jerry Isn't that like a four-hour movie? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. But it's in black and white, so. Oh, okay. You kind of really yeah, have to appreciate it. Totally. Um, I'll definitely go home and watch that. <laughs> that. And then my other one is Elf. I That's my favorite. I, I love, love Elf. It. It's yeah. so silly, but it I is. love it. It is. What is the best Christmas gift you have ever received? Oh, jeez. Well, I will say I was not pleased in the beginning. Okay. But going back to being diagnosed with cancer. Um, when was That was October? October 2017. Okay. Um, so I grew up with dogs. Yeah. And my dad would always say to Jared, come on, you guys got to get a dog. He's like, no way. And so... <laughs> I get sick, and of course Jared wants to do whatever he can to make it better. Yeah. So he goes out and tries to find a dog to have a puppy on Christmas morning. Well, he found one, and he, the dog stayed at my mom and dad's for two or three days. And then Christmas morning, they brought him in. Her in, I should say. Um, when you're going through chemo and you're really tired <laughs> and um, nobody else gets up with the dog... I mean, the dog comes in the house, and I was like, oh, this is great. And the kids are ecstatic, and Jared thinks he's, like, king of the world. Um, Nailed it. Oh, boy. And so, I mean, I was shocked and maybe not in the right mindset right away, but she's two and a half years old right now and, like, my most favorite thing. Really? It was the not best even your kids? Even, even more? No, you said my favorite Christmas gift. Okay. The kids already think Johnny's my favorite. Don't start it. <laughs> There you go, Johnny. Good good for you, Johnny. It's always the youngest. Um, okay, that's very cool. So you know the rules. You are a listener of the podcast. I am. You know that you have to come on with three tips. Yes. Okay. You have three tips prepared? I sure do. Oh, you have them typed on your phone? I do. Oh, I love it. I'm all ready. I love it. Okay, so what? Um, where do your tips fall? Like, what type of tips are they? Um, it's... It's life experiences that have gotten me through so much. So just in general life, like tips to help you succeed in anything. There's no anything. specific. Okay. So tip number one. Tip number one. You have to be passionate about something. And it can change at different points in your life. But if you keep a passion, there's there's a fire in your belly. There's something that gives you that drive. In turn, it makes you better. And then it makes you better for your family and friends. So be passionate about something. So along the lines that I, we were talking about 
with you chasing performance goals, Absolutely. it's kind of like some you, you're you're chasing something down. You know, we, we set a goal for you with your first pull up. Yes, we and did. And you never told me that you, you know, I was writing the programs. We got you your first pull up. And I walk in one day and Tyler's like, and I was like, hey, we, how's your, you know, how's your quest going for your pull up? And Tyler's like, yeah, she got it three weeks ago. I was like, okay, all right. Sounds good. <laughs> but like that kind of goes along the line of, of, of something like that where you are passionate about chasing something down. Yes. As a, as a performance goal or anything, any in anything in life, chasing something down, passionate about it. And it gets you out of bed in the morning. Love it. I mean, my passion for now seeing what I can do with heavier weights in here. It's awesome. You know, and just building. Yeah. Building instead of tearing down. That's that's the name of our podcast today. Um, okay. Tip number two. Enjoy the little things. What does that mean to you? It is always about the little things. I mean, anybody can get a new car. Anybody can have a huge vacation. But that's a once in a while thing. The little things are everyday little things that can make you smile. What What's something that you can have that you can turn to every day or whenever you need it that can just make you smile? I mean, it's it's the text message that comes in from a friend on a birthday that you haven't talked to in forever yeah. that just makes you think, oh my gosh, they remembered me. Or it's your kid doing something that you didn't ask them to do. It's, it's something like that that makes you smile as awesome. opposed to a big thing or a material possession. Do you think that's important to you because everything on that day that you were diagnosed, kind of everything went to shit, and then you started to look for those little things more closely and recognize them? I do. I well, or, kind of, or you I've, always I've like always okay. been like that. Um, but like I said, I believe that things happen for a reason. Yeah. And to your point, there was just things that started to come about that reinforced to me that see, little things can keep you going. Very cool. Okay, tip number three. Be able to pivot and stretch. So a lot of different things have happened in my life where you think you're going along and you're great and then something happens. One of them being you have breast cancer. Mm -hmm. um, my life was not going to be the same as I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be able to pivot and make the new lane you're going down work for you. And you have to be able to be uncomfortable. I have been forced, especially here, probably because you are all so positive and energetic. I, I've been stretched way further than I thought I ever could be. And like a lot of the workouts and stuff, I if I was doing it on my own, I wouldn't push myself that hard. Sure. But I have come into like a whole new arena where I'm like, I, I just did that? Yeah. So I've stretched all my ability and what I've thought to be even more so. That's very cool. And it's probably led to growth. It, in every facet. Right. That is super cool. So tip number one, I'm a big recap guy. You're a big ha care. glass half full lady. I'm a big recap guy. Good job. Yeah. Um, tip number one, be passionate. Be passionate about something. Number two, find enjoy the, the little enjoy things. the little things. And number three, be able to pivot and stretch. I just clapped. That means <laughs> that we are coming to an end. I love this episode. Again, Weez is actually the first member that I brought on. And I think it uh, it makes a lot of sense after hearing her story and then hearing all of the strength that she has showed. So thank you so much, Weez, for coming on. Did you have a good time Thank here? you for having me. This was so fun. Okay. I have to tell you, I was a little nervous. I was super beginning. nervous. I get nervous before I do this. It, Very you know, it's nervous. It's good to be a little nervous. It is. It's okay. It is. It leads to growth. It's yeah. stretching. Here you go. We're stretching. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed it. 
Please have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday. Thank you guys so much.